Is your brand of toilet paper contributing to climate change? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The crisis in Venezuela entered a new phase this weekend as supply trucks carrying humanitarian aid tried to enter from Colombia but were blocked by troops loyal to President Nicolas Maduro. On Saturday, four protesters were killed in clashes with police and hundreds were injured. Most attribute the causes of the crisis to low oil prices, gross mismanagement, and corruption under Maduro. But one factor not mentioned as much as those is Venezuela's drought. And scientists say it could become more frequent with global warming. e News reports that in the four years ending 2016, the country received up to 65 percent less rainfall than on average. Venezuela has also lost four of its five glaciers since the 1990s. The lack of water has cut agricultural output and led to a lack of electricity because Venezuela is heavily reliant on hydropower. Andrew Holland of the American Security Project told E&E News, while drought and climate change won't be the one thing that cause a war or the downfall of a government, Maduro's failure to adequately address drought is a contributing factor to the worsening economy and millions fleeing the country. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case from Hawaii that could have major impacts on how the federal government protects waterways from pollution. The Hill reports that Congress traditionally leaves regulation of navigable waterways to the federal government, while groundwater is regulated only by states. But this case involves pollutants reaching the ocean from groundwater. Environmental groups sued Maui County, which processes 4 million gallons of sewage a day. The county injects treated wastewater into the ground, and some of that groundwater eventually flows into the Pacific Ocean, impacting sensitive coral reefs. The environmental organizations say that the county is in violation of the Federal Clean Water Act because it didn't have a discharge permit that would allow dumping of pollutants into the sea. They won in lower courts. But the county says they don't need a permit because they are not discharging directly into the ocean. They called earlier court decisions a radical expansion of the Clean Water Act, which could affect millions of pollution sources, including municipal water treatment plants, and would make them subject to strict new rules about where they could put waste and how to treat it. Trash in the San Francisco Bay has been an issue for a while. The last time it was measured, 10 years ago, there were nearly 2 million gallons of garbage bobbing in Bay Area waterways. Half of it was plastic grocery bags, candy wrappers, lids, straws, and chip bags. And the problem persists. Now the Regional Water Quality Control Board for the San Francisco Bay is taking action against one of the main sources of the garbage, the California Department of Transportation. Officials of the board say that Caltrans, as it's called, has not captured the trash that is hurled out of vehicles or falls from trucks and pickups on state-run roadways. The Water Quality Agency issued a cease and desist order against Caltrans, saying that if it doesn't clean up the highways, it could eventually face fines of $25,000 a day. The executive director of Save the Bay told UPI that much of the road garbage gets swept into storm drains and ends up in the bay where it affects wildlife and public health. The drains act like funnels, taking all the trash from strip malls and fast food restaurants and dumps it in the water. The garbage breaks down, leaching toxins which wind up in the ocean. Caltrans has now been ordered to pick up trash starting next year. 
Are we wiping out virgin forests with our bathroom habits? A new report from the Natural Resources Defense Council says we are and calls out major U.S. companies like Procter & Gamble for destroying ancient Canadian forests and exacerbating climate change. The report called The Issue with Tissue reveals that leading toilet paper brands like Charmin and Quilted Northern use virgin wood pulp from boreal forests in Canada, even though recycled sources are available. The boreal is one of the last remaining intact forests and is home to over 600 indigenous communities, as well as caribou, lynx, and billions of songbirds. It's also critical in the fight against climate change because the region removes the equivalent of the annual CO2 emissions from 24 million cars. Each American uses three rolls of toilet paper a week on average, and that tissue then gets flushed where it decomposes, releasing more greenhouse gases. Toilet paper made from recycled materials is more environmentally sound. It uses little or no bleach, requires half the water to produce, and generates 40% less sulfur dioxide, a contributor to acid rain. To help identify which brands to buy, the report has several scorecards grading not only the toilet paper, but also paper towels and facial tissue. The brands receiving A grades across the board include Green Forest, 7th Generation, and Trader Joe's. To see the scorecards and read the full report, visit our website at h2oradio.org. And finally, we remember Wallace Smith Broker, who died last week. Broker was a professor at Columbia University and was one of the first scientists to predict an imminent rise in the Earth's temperature due to human output of carbon dioxide. According to a release from the university, Broker is credited with introducing the phrase global warming into the lexicon in the 1970s. He was the first person to recognize what he called the ocean conveyor belt, a network of currents that affect everything from air temperature to rain patterns. He said the conveyor could switch on and off, leading to drastic climate shifts within just decades. Broker testified in the first congressional hearings on climate change in the 1980s, led by then-Tennessee Representative Al Gore. He often said the climate system is an angry beast and we are poking at it with sticks. Known as the prophet of climate change, Broker was 87 when he died. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends and technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org. 